0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Buy low running backs in dynasty fantasy football. Buy low. It's mostly a cliche term in fantasy football. We see buy low all the time, but what does it really mean? On this episode of the Rotowire. Wire, Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast. I spoke with Nels V from dynastydeepo.com. We identified productive, useful runners that may have a lower market value than their actual value. In addition to bringing these running backs to light, we suggest actionable fantasy advice with trades. The purpose of this exercise is to get your dynasty fantasy juices flowing, create a conversation around trade strategy for running backs. Nels V is a sharp dynasty player who created dynasty Depot two years ago in 2020 dynasty Depot is best known as the eBay of dynasty. Meaning. Nelson created a marketplace where you can buy, sell, and trade your Dynasty teams. If they're hosted on the FFPC platform, use code ALAN20, that's A-L-A-N-20, to access Dynasty Depot for only $20 for an annual membership. You can go in there and peruse and look at all the teams for free. At the end of this podcast, Nelson and I lighten up the conversation by talking about overused cliches in dynasty you don't want to miss that discussion Longtime dynasty enthusiasts and those who are also new to dynasty should find this conversation useful when trying to gauge the early 2022 running back market and right now you can see rotowire's dynasty superflex rankings for free no credit card required just your email go to rotowire.com forward slash try By the way, how many dynasty leagues are you in right now? Did you what's what's your count up to? 82, 83,
2: 83,
1: 82 83. At this time, at this time last year, what was your your team count? Well, over 100.
2: well over hundred because I've sold about thirty of my teams already, so I'm down to
1: about eighty right now. Okay, all right. So you're, you, and are they all on FFPC? Yes, or do you... everything's FFPC with me yeah which is smart and we'll, you know we'll we'll tell everyone why that is and we'll get into yeah. all that stuff and yeah. also what I do is you know what I've been doing with these podcasts is I've been doing like a little bit of a like a, a pre-recorded intro so people could you know understand who you are and why you're here today but hey, what do you what do you think it is about dynasty fantasy football that attracts this i mean wh- you know the ca- redraft players there's more casual redraft players than there are dynasty players like dynasty players like what do you think that common thread that all makes us so maniacal about the whole thing, you know? Well,
2: it's, it's an all year round thing, right? So every, everybody thinks they're a general manager, right? So you draft players, you draft players play the league, but dynasty, everybody thinks they're better than their home. I think I'm better than Howie Roseman. I I don't understand the moves he makes, right?
1: The general manager for
2: the Eagles, the general manager for the Eagles, right? So you, you, you do that and you just, you look at things. I mean, you look at Mike Mayock, right? Absolutely love the guy. Okay. Met him, know him, Philly guy, goes out to the Raiders and train wreck, right? Thinks Alex Leatherwood is a good idea. We don't want to wait till the fourth round or everybody else. We'll take them late in the first, right? So that's the dynasty guy. They, they think they're better. And that, that's really the allure to the whole thing is, is scheming, planning, Long-term, short-term, win now. You're doing the same thing as the general manager in the NFL, and and that's really the allure in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny you, you mentioned Mayock specifically, and and some of the. By the way, we're going to be talking about our in Dynasty our Bilo low running backs today. Uh, I'm here with uh, Nelson from Dynasty Depot. We're going to get into what exactly he's bringing to the Dynasty community, which everybody knows you by now. But for those who are new that are tuning into this podcast for the first time, uh, it's it's a he's Nelson has started a business dynasty Depot.com, where you can buy, sell and trade teams. And we're going to get into all that. And also at the end, I want to talk, I don't know if you got my text, but I want to talk about dynasty fantasy football cliches because mm-hmm. I think some of them actually, you know, they're cliches for a reason. They have merit. All right. But start, start with this. Well, How or long is or they... not. Right. So <laughs> or right. Or, or they have merit on being ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Correct. You know, so, <laughs> Correct. so, uh, and, you know, what we could do is, um, well, first, how long have you been playing Dynasty for? I mean, I, I've, you know, like people ask me that all the time. And I've been playing for 10 years, but as a serious player, only like, you know, maybe like six years, five years. So how, how long have you been doing Dynasty in a serious way? And, and it's, a, it's
2: about the same timeline as you. Actually, I'm, I'm late to fantasy football. I got introduced to fantasy football maybe 10 years ago. Our uh, where a friend we were out in Vegas and he said, You want to draft this FFPC main event team with me? I went and did it. Uh, got hooked. Dynasty was about about five years ago, and and it, it falls under the same concept of what happened with Dynasty Depot is is that you're looking for something to do to stay active in the in the fantasy community. You want a year-round project, right? You you don't want you don't want, the season ended a few weeks ago. It it's not the same, right? It's just not the same now. You're, you're more up to date with people because you're, you're studying rookies and, and and you're just more involved. It makes you a better redraft player if you are a dynasty player.
1: And by the way, you just mentioned rookies. We're going to talk about our by low running backs. I, I mean, I did this. Uh, I did a by low wide receiver video. And, I, you know, I tend to lean towards the older vet players as by lows because, It's funny that when the redraft rankings come out, a lot of these buy low guys, people are you know redraft players be like, "How is this guy a buy low? This is a top thirty overall pick." But in dynasty, you know, players like Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, they fall to like the seventh round, whereas they would go like in the third round. So when we talk about buy lows, just conceptually, what type of players are you going to be talking about today from the running back position?
2: So I have a mixture of players. I have some older guys. I have some younger guys. I have people that just aren't valued correctly the same. I have a couple guys year after year drafted in the wrong spots year after year, halfway through the year. You wish you had that guy. Why, why didn't I take him there? So it's really the, one of the terms which I hate, which I'm not, it's not on my list, (laughs) you know, value, which is, is a horrible, horrible word, but people seem to use it constantly. And it's, you know, that, that's what you're looking for, but you're looking for consistency, right? So when you're in redraft, dynasty, it doesn't matter. You're looking for a guy that you could put in as a no-brainer, fill in your lineup spot in, in either format. And that's that's what I'm looking for in some of these buy-low guys.
1: It's interesting that you, you mentioned consistency. So uh, when you talk about basic strategy for dynasty, uh, with running backs, yeah, I mean, consistency is the ultimate. That's, you know— that's it. If you get it, you put them in there, but I, I'm not, I don't have as high standards as you. I, I don't think I can draft guys that are consistent unless I'm taking them with my first two picks. I'm looking for projectability. And what I mean by that Nelson is that I, I don't care if I draft a running back, as long as I know when he's getting the start and he's getting 15 touches and I can put him in someone like chase Edmonds, for example. And I don't know if he's on your list or not. He is I mean, not on my list. Okay. Neither am I. Cause I don't, I don't want him either, but if, if his backfield mate is out of the game and Chase Edmonds is starting, I know I could put him in with confidence. So I'm looking for more projectability, but you hit it. The Holy Grail is consistency. But how many running backs are really consistent, right? What, 10, See, 11? Well, y- yes and no. Yes, that you think
2: and y- you can count on mentally no-brainers. I put a little bit of a list together here that I think I can count on whether it be an RB2 or a flex, he'd be able to go into my lineup every week. I don't have to think about it, okay? Listen, there's only so many McCaffreys and Cooks and Taylors, okay? There, there's a few of those guys. you got to fill out a 10-slot 10 10 lineup, right? So you need guys that, that, that fit in all the time. And I, I think I got some of those guys that are not first, second, third round kind of draft pick people that that I'm looking for next year to put into my lineups.
1: Okay, cool. And now, what is, in, if you're going to do it, I'm assuming you're going to do a couple more uh, startups this offseason? I will do probably 50. 50 startups. Okay, so when I say some, I mean a lot. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay, that's amazing. So what is your basic Dynasty strategy? Let's FFPC format, is it... Two, 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 two flex, two uh, re- receivers, or do they add a third receiver in their standard dynasty well, the, format now?
2: The, the thing is, they they've added a a new. They threw a wrench into it last year. Um, they came out with uh, a triflex league.
1: Okay, with, so there's three flexes and three receivers. It's three flexes and two
2: quarterbacks and two and a two. It's a super flex We're, triflex.
1: On this podcast, we always assume. Super flex that is like, we are, we are not even acknowledging one QB. I'm kidding for all you one QB players out there, but we want to talk about everything in terms of super flex because dynasty players that are listening to this podcast in January and in February, they're super flex players. They're not one QB players. And they are, they understand how to handle the quarterback position. So, so answer this though, is FFPC, is it three receivers, three flex, or is it two receivers, three flex?
2: A standard FFPC lineup in super flex is two receivers, two running backs, two flex.
1: Okay. So that devalues the wide receiver position slightly compared to maybe some of the other platforms or some of the other leagues it, that I've been it, where- it
2: does now they've come out with the triflex, which is three receivers, two flex, super flex.
1: Oh, so it's, I got, I gotcha. All right. So that, then that boosts the value of the wide receiver. I think because of the depth of receiver, you do need to have three receivers in there or else it's like, you could just wait till like the ninth or 10th round to get your receivers. So, so what, say again, I agree. Yeah. So what is your strategy going in? Are you a wide receiver early guy? I mean, you just kind of let, let the cat out of the bag there, but how do you go into these super flex drafts? Like, how do you, how do you usually attack your first couple picks?
2: So it's funny because it's the end of the year, and I, as we discussed, I have 83 teams, 82 teams, and I analyze what I, what I did wrong, what I did right, what teams won, and what was the – you know, make up the configuration of, of my winners versus the losers. I've always been a very high running back guy, okay? Always been very high. Figure you got to have three, four, five backs – this year, all my winning teams were wide receiver heavy teams. So, you know, when when you go through a year like we did this year with so many injuries and the COVID and people out, you know, the running backs, they, they're picking up, you know, the people off the street. You know, you look at what want me a ton of leagues picking up Justin Jackson in week 10 or 11, whenever I picked them up. So there was a lot of that stuff this year. So. I go in, and I'm just going to go in a little more receiver heavy this year than I normally have, just because of the makeup of my teams and what I saw happen
1: this year. Yeah, I agree with you there. That last year, in my startups, I went running back. Th- first three of my first four picks were running backs. Right. You know, I had the DeAndre Swifts, yep. uh, Antonio Gibson, and you're right. Like you know, I was banking on these Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson types. That didn't work out. It is definitely. Let's say easier to find running backs on the waiver wire because you can project, hey, who is the running back three on this team that could get elevated, right? right? Whereas wide receiver, it's it's very rare to pick up a wide receiver. But there was a couple – wait, who was the big well, – I guess if Cordell Patterson, I guess he's considered a wide receiver, but that's kind of cheap. Uh, was there any wide receivers that that were pick up and play for the rest of the year type of – I guess K.J. Osborne was kind of like – Eh, you know, here and there,
2: nah, yeah. I mean, it, nobody you're picking up and starting consistently, obviously. yeah. No you Elijah Mitchell's right, like, right? No, right. no it, you're not going to find that in, in wide receivers. It, it's harder because you're talking about one back, right? One back, he's either getting the ball, not getting the ball. It's not the old days where there was two running backs or wishbone or whatever you're running here, you got one <laughs> running back when you're going receiver to bring in a receiver when, you, when one goes down, you still have your, your one or your two that's still out there on a team. You still have the tight ends. You're still throwing into the backs. They're not as able to make an impact like you know, a, receiver, a running back coming off the waiver mark.
3: And just
1: to remember that the RotoWire Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast is sponsored by Winbet. And if there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotovire's newest partner, Winbet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. Winbet is now the exclusive sponsor of Rotowire's Fantasy Dynasty. Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into their digital casino. WinBet is currently available in eight states while rapidly expanding. Uh, WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Winbet is currently offering Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks for your first wager. Download Winbet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Winbet, the exclusive partner of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Alan Soslowski from Rotowire here with Nelson V. Nels V from the Dynasty Depot at the Dynasty Depot, com. Uh, and we're going to be talking about buy-low running backs. And then we're going to talk to you about nelson's uh what he does over his website and his business it's gonna blow your mind if you're not already familiar with this because one of the biggest questions that i get is oh my god i'm in so many leagues how the hell do i get rid of some of these leagues you know anyone that could take over team nelson has solved your problem he has solved your problem he is he has created the ebay for dynasty fantasy football team so stick around if you want to hear about that all right nelson I'm always looking, you know, like I said, in my teams that are wide receiver heavy to add running backs that may have fallen in value, one year rentals, two-year rentals. Who's your first buy low running back?
2: Well, I'm gonna go against what you just said there, not looking on the rental. I'm gonna talk about okay. a guy. I'm gonna talk about a guy that's consistently drafted in the third, fourth, sometimes down to the fifth round. There's only one guy a bell cow that you're getting there with an up and coming quarterback, some good stuff. I am loving next year. David Montgomery, absolutely loving him. Okay. So he, everything I say is going to be in terms of FFPC scoring. Okay. Which is a one and a half point tight end premium league, one point PPR, right? So David Montgomery this year, and we know he was hurt a bunch. Okay, got banged up, missed some games. Herbert came in, did a nice job there. Still ran for 849 yards, 42 receptions, and a little bit of limited action. For me, that's a guy I target. I have a t- I probably have 40 shares of this guy. I can plug him in every week, whether it's RB2, into a flex spot, whatever I want. He's consistent. The man gets the ball, and he's better than people think he is.
1: Uh, di- um, I have him. Let's see. I'm just looking at the Rotowire fantasy football dynasty rankings, Superflex rankings, where I have him. Also, D- he finished as RB 22 this year. That's in total points on a per game average. I don't have that in front of me right now. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, also the one of my former broadcasting partners, the Geek over at DFS Army, he loves David Montgomery. He consistently he he would be creaming right now. That my you guy. Bet- I like so. I like- and he had a little bit of a down year versus where he was last year. So that is a really good buy low. Uh, I have him as RB18. Is that fair for startup drafts? Do you like that ranking? Do you think I'm too low?
2: It, 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 it's probably close. I'd probably put him as a top 15 back. Now, you got to remember in redraft and dynasty, we're talking a little bit of different things here. We're so talking we gotta, dynasty on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Um, so it, it's probably fairly accurate. But what did we say earlier? It's a guy you don't have to think about. If you own him, you're plugging him in, yet you're getting a value on this guy as an RB18. If you do go wide receiver heavy, quarterback heavy, whatever you want to do, and that ends up being your RB1, you could do a lot
1: worse. Last year, 2021, Khalil Herbert ascended from the RB3 to, you know, quickly to the RB2 and then filled in for – Two three weeks admirably for David Montgomery. Do you think his role will increase uh, next year? And again, I still love the David Montgomery pick. I, I think that's a really sharp pick. He's actually it's some. He was on my list too. I scratched him off. Now I'm glad you said him first. Uh, but how do you think, if at all, that Khalil Herbert's role eats into Montgomery?
2: I don't. I think he's a backup running back there. Okay, I I, I think Montgomery's the kind of guy. It, you know, I see clips because he, he likes to talk a little bit. I see clips with him yapping, and, and he he wants the ball. He he commands the ball from the team. He's good enough to get the ball. Okay, he can catch the ball. I, I like him. I, so I, I, I don't, I don't feel like Herbert eats into him a lot.
1: Okay, so and they have a new coach over there now, right? It's the former defensive coordinator of the Colts. Uh, so, it's, I, how do you say this guy? It's herba fluce How do you say his name?
2: Eberflus.
1: Eberflus. I don't. Eberflus. It, it admittedly, matter. yeah. immediately, I don't know. Admittedly, I don't know much about him. So, do you think nah. that this affects? Right. He's like. He's probably a defensive coordinator. He's probably like, hey, I have a bell cow running back. So, correct. When we say buy low, wh- give me a couple type of deals. You think like, what would you offer someone to extract David Montgomery? Because as you said, the Montgomery owner may be down on the player, but how many like is he gettable at this point? Like is, isn't the Montgomery owner? He is. He
2: is. And how I would approach that is probably from the wide receiver aspect. I I think you can get a David Montgomery for a Keenan Allen that I'm looking to start to fade. Okay. Uh, It's going to start to fade him a little bit
1: here. He'll be 30 years old when the season starts He'll be 30
2: years old. And that Josh Palmer kid is another guy. We'll talk about another day. That's going to be taking some snaps. Um, That's how I'd go get David Montgomery. It's probably a fair trade. So somebody that, you know, looking at their wide receiver core, got an X, he's the fourth running back on a roster, third running back. I think you can extract him.
1: Yeah. And you and I talk offline a lot. We say, like, you hear a lot of advice on Dynasty podcasts. It's like, hey, go get Christian McCaffrey. Okay, how do I do that? Like, you know, I know he's he's sort of damaged a little bit, he's, but we want to give you actionable strategies on how to attract these players. So right. Keenan Allen is a pretty penny. So it's it's buying low. It's not it's to say it's buying low may be a miss like um because Keenan Allen's right. a high value asset. Right. But you're trying to see two guys where one's going up, one's descending. So you're Correct. trying to I see what you're saying. So that is an interesting because right now it may seem like a fair trade like you said, but in 16 months, 14 months from now, you might have been like, Oh wow, I got the best of this one. All right, I but, like that.
2: But you're also looking at, hey, maybe this guy needs one big wide out to win it all next year, right? Okay, so you have to know who, listen, anytime you're trading players, you, you you gotta know who you're dealing with. You know, you don't just look at somebody's roster and say, right, Oh, that's a fit. You gotta look where is this guy heading? Okay, what's in this guy's head that I'm trying to make a trade? What's going to say, yeah, this guy gets me over the top or, you know what? I'm rebuilding. I got no interest in a Keenan Allen. I'm looking to sell Keenan Allen. Montgomery's the kind of guy I, I like him. I like him a lot.
1: All right. Um, I- I'm going to, for my first Bilo uh, running back in Dynasty Fantasy Football, I'm going to make a lot of people throw up their breakfast right now. But I am buying Ezekiel Elliott everywhere I can. The guy has never been cheaper. He's going to be going into his age 27 season. He is under lock and key for at least two more seasons with the Dallas Cowboys. And we know for sure this season. And it doesn't matter that everyone that that thinks that Tony Pollard's better. The Dallas Cowboys identity is Zeke Elliott. He had a little bit of a down year. He... He reportedly had some injuries that he played through, so instead of sitting out, he played through them. And in redraft, he's going to be a late first round pick, early second round pick. Yep. And right now, you can get him if you own, if you're in a rookie draft and you have pick one eleven, one twelve, one ten. There's there is going to be leagues, and I would say six out of every ten leagues you're in, somebody that wants that first round pick for Elliot. Elliot has never been cheaper. And he's not going to be any less productive likely than he was this year. And talk about a set it and forget it. Zeke's an all-timer, man. And I know that he's heading a different direction than some of these ascending running backs, but that's why this segment's by low. It, everyone needs a running back in Dynasty. Everyone needs a running back. There's no one that's like, I- I'm set. I got it. No problem. You know, very few teams have Jonathan Taylor, uh, Dalvin Cook, and a third running back that's you know a top five running back on their roster. So talk about buy low. Sometimes you got to go ugly. Uh, let me hear your rebuttal, agreement, disagreement, whatever it is, on buying low on Zeke Elliott. Um, I have two thoughts. The first thought that pops into my head is I hate him. Yeah, of um,
2: course. That's why he's a buy low. <laughs> well, I'm from Philly, so I just hate him. Um, a <laughs> couple, couple thoughts here. So what you said is – Extremely accurate. Okay. You're never going to be able to get him lower. You're probably able to plug him in. Pollard's probably a better player. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. But they're, they, you know, that contract is, is ugly. He's not going anywhere. Okay. And that's Dax, buddy. They're not upsetting the apple cart. My gut feeling with Elliott next year is Dallas probably puts it together a little more next year, and he probably has a big year next year. He, he probably does. But there's no mistake about this. He's lost a step, half a step, maybe a full step. The chunk yardage is, you know, is he good at, you know, putting the head down and grabbing five, six yards? He's still as good as anybody at that. But he, he's not ripping off those runs like he used to. They're using Pollard more. If I had a contending team, and I'm drafting 111, 112, I, I like the move. Yeah, if I, and if, if I have any type of future, I'm looking any type into the future, it, that, that's not a guy for me. But you see him sitting on a lot of rosters, oh, I'm going to rebuild, what can I get? You probably get him for 110, 111 right now. You probably could, and it's yeah. probably a good buy, even if he's your third running back next year.
1: I made a – in one of my dynasty leagues where I was going to make a run. By the way, I didn't win the championship this league. I made a move that I kind of regret. I don't don't know if I regret it yet. But I got – I acquired Zeke for the playoff push, and I gave away uh, Javante Williams. But it wasn't straight up. I also got the first-round pick. So I I got Zeke in a first for Javante Williams because, as you know, Javante Williams right now, even though he hasn't done it yet, hasn't done it yet, uh, is one of the – you know, he's – consensus top five top seven running back i've seen him as high as three I'm, let me see yeah. where i have him let me see how how crazy i got with him yeah, yeah i got you i have him at four which is probably yeah. a little nuts and again for I someone don't that think has- it's nuts at all it's yeah. it's not it's not nuts at all so but anyway that was uh so let's uh who's your number two by low running back for dynasty fantasy football so we, we
2: talked about this guy and, and i'm gonna stay on the upper tier okay not by low by low but with the coaching change, I, I, I am we've discussed this guy, Josh Jacobs is, is a buy low for me. He's another guy. I'm looking for a guy that, that carries the mail, right, that I'm getting in the fourth, fifth, maybe sixth round, probably four or five kind of thing. That's the kind of guy I'm looking for, okay? Josh Jacobs is good at football. If he's used correctly, now here, here's a surprising stat. Just take a guess. How many catches do you think he had this year?
1: Okay, so I haven't looked at this, and in my, mind, in my mind, I'm, I'm leading up to it. I'm answering your question. In my mind, he's been a suboptimal pass catcher, right? I'm just going on perceptions now, mm-hmm. So, and I don't know. So my guess would be probably, is it 23? That's close.
2: But if you had said 58, you would have been right on the number.
1: Uh, <laughs> so there you go. So, but there you go. And we're pretty in tune with market perception. And I just, I have that number.
2: Correct. And what, that's why, that's why me and you, you know, we're, 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 we're me and you. Yeah. Market perception is he doesn't catch the football. They don't throw him the football. Okay. He caught 58 balls. Okay. You get a coach that's going to leave him on the field a little more. This guy's a thousand yard rusher and a 65 catch guy that you're going to get in the fourth round. Um, yeah. That's not a low buy, but, you know, that's a
1: hell of a buy. No, that's a low buy because he was a second round startup pick, third round startup pick last year or the maybe the year before. I'm just looking. I'm in a startup right now, Nelson. I'm looking to see where uh, he I'm went. i guess
2: 4.5.
1: Okay. So this is super flex. Yeah. Um,
2: maybe Seven five, five, 7.5. Okay. So what if I gave you a thousand yard rusher by the way he also rushed for 955 yards this year on a dysfunctional team with a dysfunctional coaching staff and a lunatic GM right so Ooh. 955 yards 58 catches okay total yardage the man all purpose yardage had almost 1300 yards that that's that's my guy let's let's go back to what we said load up Receiver, quarterback, whatever you're doing. And then you come around in round five, six, seven around there with a Montgomery Jacobs backfield with big receivers and a couple big QBs.
1: During the it's business. Not a,
2: bad, not a yeah. bad way to go.
1: What uh so let me ask you some either ors on Jacobs, Montgomery yeah. or Jacobs. Sorry to make you choose between your two Vilos. Okay. Um Or is it they're they're just back to back. Whatever one's there, you'll just take.
2: I would take either one of them. They're both sitting in front. If they're both sitting in front of me,
1: I take Montgomery. Okay, so that's fair. But you know, back to back, you're not you know hating the other one. How about Zeke Elliott? Well, you don't like Zeke Elliott, so that's a silly question. How about someone like Leonard Fournette? Let's assume for a second Tom Brady comes back, Fournette's back on the Bucks, like the good version of Fournette. Because if obviously Fournette goes to a suboptimal situation, there's a little uncertainty. But would you take Leonard Fournette or Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs. Okay. How about Michael Carter on the Jets the second year running back? Like, Would you take where do you rank him? Up,
2: he's coming up in a conversation with me. Interesting guy. Um
1: Josh yep. Jacobs. Okay. Right How- Cam Akers or Josh Jacobs.
2: Cam Akers all day. He right. I think what got. we what we saw is pretty obvious the last couple of weeks. Okay. Guys coming off an injury, laid two on the ground, almost disastrous. Was right back in there yesterday. Now, he busted up his shoulder yesterday. That's why he lost carries. He hurt his shoulder yesterday. I think he's a pretty special talent, and he's a McVay guy, period. You can just see that. I mean, the fact that they put him back on the field after those fumbles, uh, Cam Akers, high pick for me.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter what we think of him, but you always gotta say, "What does the coach think of him?" And like you yeah. said, that's one of his yeah. that's one of his pet picks. It's like Cooper Cup, you know. I mean, Cooper Cup obviously is amazing, and but that was a McVeigh pick right there. So, all right, my Correct. next my next buy low. Now I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go with the younger side things. Now I like Travis Etienne as a buy low. Now the buy low window is is starting. You know, with the James Robinson injury, got shut down a little bit there. Um. I think Nelson. I think you froze. There you go. Can you see me, okay, Nelson? Sure, sure. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So the buy low window uh, is is not as low as it was, you know, a month and a half ago. But Travis Etienne, it's you know, it's the out of sight, out of mind thing for dynasty players. He's a uh, let's talk about all the positive first. Former first round pick, dynamic pass catching running back. He's going to be paired with his college quarterback. Suffers the unthinkable, you know, preseason injury should be back for the preseason and then James Robinson tears his Achilles late in the season. The market is is unsure. There the early dynasty market is not pushed Travis Etienne up. I think you could still get him as a buy low versus where he will be after there's practice reports of him lighting it up. So if you're interested in Travis Etienne, a young running back with high pedigree, this is the time. This is the time to work a deal where you know if you can Trade away, you know, Derek Henry, get Travis Etienne in a pick, yep. something like that, uh, where, you know, there's there's dynasty players like myself who value the veterans a lot more than the market. So I think that where we are now versus where we're going to be, Travis Etienne is a buy low. Talk to me through on your your takes on Travis Etienne.
2: So that, that's really a tough one because we haven't seen him. We haven't heard about, is he coming back from his injury? We, we don't know. We have no information there, okay? We, we don't know. Coaching, all we know is they got a pretty good young quarterback there and a lot of work to do. So I, I don't know. My problem with him is he's not going to come in and be a bell cow back right off the bat, okay? I'm not sure he ever was going to be. James Robinson coming off injury, he's not going away. He's good at football also. Okay, so I, I don't know. I, I, I like him. I own a lot of him. It, there's just big unknowns
1: about him, Alan, to be honest with you.
2: I, I don't know enough yet. Okay, we haven't seen anything from him yet.
1: So what Nelson is saying right here, I think – and Nelson's a sharp dynasty player. Again, we you know him and I have conversations offline. It, it That's going to reflect what a lot of players think. So hence the buy low. Now, is there risk involved? Yes, but that's why. So you may not even have to give up uh, an aging Derrick Henry. You might be able to put together, uh, you know, you could. Okay. How about Gabriel Davis came on strong. His market value is high right now. All right. And again, whether you believe in Gabriel Davis or not, but right now, Gabriel Davis, who you got in the fourth round of your rookie draft that year. Right. I think the Travis ETN owner is going to be interested in a player like that. And that's a, that's a buy low because the positive narrative on someone like Gabe Davis is, four touchdowns in the final game. He's going to be the wide receiver two with Josh Allen for the next, you know, half decade. So you may not even have to go that high, but with the market uncertainty, I think there is a buy low window, but with anything that's buy low, there's always going to be risk. There, There um, is.
2: And the problem is depending on what owner you're dealing with or, or where you're dra- going to draft him. I think there's a big range of outcomes <laughs> there. Okay. I just, I just think some people are valuing this guy, you know, really really high some people get impatient as we all know in dynasty i'm not sure where where I, where i am and i'm probably somewhere in between there um i'm buying him whenever i wherever i can buy him but it is a little bit of a dart though you know good pedigree you know good player you know but coming off injury we've just heard nothing
1: yeah about him. which which by the way is why he's a buy low because the Correct. minute the the news breaks that Sure, He's amazing looks great in practice. And then the, the Twitter um, video right. comes out of him breaking someone's ankles. Right. Th- then the buy low window shut and you're not getting Correct. him at all. So if you want to take the gamble, January is the time. February is the time. Would you trade? Okay. But you're not as high on him. All right. So give me your next buy low. And by the way, I just have to fix a light while you're doing it. So I'm going to get up and I still can hear you, but talk to me your next by low. While yep. I fix this one light here.
2: So another guy that really, really interesting guy here, Um, ton of talent has not, it really hasn't done anything rush this year for 770 yards, 29 receptions this year on a full-time running football team. And I think the coach is starting to believe in this guy. I, I'm a buy low on Miles Sanders. Um, this guy's got just a ton of talent, Alan. Um, got a little bit of a problem with, uh, Kenneth Gainwell behind oh, him,
1: but your guy, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, that's your guy.
2: Well, I, I like them both. The problem, not the problem. The good thing there is even if it's a 60, 40 split next year, they're going to be a running team. They're not changing who they are. They're, they're just not with that quarterback there. They're always going to be a running team as long as he's the quarterback. Sanders continues to get hurt. Um, can't stay on the field enough. If he's able to put a full season together, I think he's a top 12 running back on that offense because of volume and how much they run the ball. And I think you get him dirt cheap this year. Just dirt cheap.
1: Dirt cheap. Uh, you want to take a guess in this startup where he went? You're talking, about,
0: guessing, you're
2: talking about Sanders, right? Yeah, I'm guessing around eight.
1: Round ten, man. Round ten yeah. in a in a superflex. Right, yeah. Ten falls under dirt cheap. Yeah. So I mean, you, if you want to give up your rookie one twelve, it's a no brainer for the guy who who's, wants to give him away. He Sand, his, Miles Sanders dynasty managers want to give him to you. I love oh. that pick. There's not going to be a better buy low than a 24 year old mm-hmm. running back with high pedigree. How many dy-
2: touchdowns we had this year?
1: It's only because we talked about it on your podcast. Right. It's zero. Right. I know. Yeah. It's and zero. that's all I would have not known that. I would have guessed three or four, but right. because we talked about it right. on your podcast, by the way, did you not do a podcast last week? I, I was a little upset. I, I look forward to your live stream. Did you not guys not do one last week?
2: I did not do one last week. We were preparing with my uh my very special guest coming on. We're gonna be doing one Monday.
1: Yeah, promote your podcast right now. Like to let's before we do our next Bilo and and get fawny yeah, over D- my, my Dynasty standards.
2: Depot live ish. Uh we're streaming on anywhere, everywhere. Facebook,
1: YouTube, yep.
2: YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. So it's a really good show. As you know, you were a guest on last week. We because we had to move our show to Monday next week with our very special guest. So we are doing a rookie, and I think this guy's probably one of the best out there. I don't know if you know John Laub at all. Of course. Yeah. So he's coming on. We we love him as a guest and we're he, we're doing a jo-
1: John's a big senior bowl guy, right? He does uh some- he, he
2: he really is. He he's really good at what he does. And we're gonna have a rookie introduction show next week. So start introducing these rookies and who he's looking at, who he's scouting. So that's why we didn't do a show. It's Dynasty Depot Live-ish YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. It'll be Monday uh at eight o'clock next week, a week from the day at eight o'clock. And uh, we're, we're pretty excited about it. We're kind okay,
1: yeah, I, I love that. I'll be tuned in for that one. If, uh, if I miss, if I miss the live, cause I'm old and I go to bed at eight o'clock, nine o'clock nowadays, I will certainly be catching the replay the next day. Um, You know what I also think you should do? Because I I think you should, guys should take the audio of these videos and put them in a podcast because I would love to listen to those on a podcast. I'm going to have to talk to you offline about it because I mean, you listen to a million podcasts, right? I mean, I, I, I we'll, we'll get into that. Let's listen,
2: whatever you say is what I do. So, all right, you know, all right, all right,
1: all right. Because yeah, create, I mean, you're only, you're only gonna gain, listener. yeah, you're only gonna gain listenership by that. I, I, uh, you're, you're doing the hard part. You're doing the video. Most people just do the podcast right. part and skip the video. So, right, yeah. Anyway, right. we'll, we'll talk. Um, yeah. so have you, have you dove, dove into rookies at all lately? I mean, have you, are you starting to do your first pass yet? uh barely
2: a first pass um with dynasty depot opening two weeks ago
1: uh it's been um i guess we call it
2: organized chaos
1: about yep i love that organized chaos (laughs) that definitely describes you guys which by the way you would not know unless you pull back the curtain you would not know because dynastydepot.com and how you run the site and how it looks it looks like a well-oiled machine there's never a problem the transaction you know what We'll, we'll I want to hold that because I really want to talk about Dynasty Depot. I'm passionate about it, so we'll have that whole conversation in a minute. We'll Let's continue there. on. I'm here with Nelson, v- Nels V, Nelson for a bit, from DynastyDepot.com, Dynasty and we are talking about buy low running backs uh Miles Sanders was your last. I don't think I'm going to do better than Miles Sanders. Is there's no one that defines low better than Miles Sanders. I, I don't have him on my list, but just I'll let I'll just bring his name up. Is Clyde Edwards Hilaire Bylow, or is it stay away? We talked about him a little on your pod.
2: Uh, I'm extremely out on that guy.
1: Okay, uh, so would you sell low if you had him on your roster? I, I, so, if somebody gave me 112 for him right now, I take it ink, in a minute. Not going to happen. Would you Would you sell? Would you move him for like? a second and a third round pick, like two, four and three, four, would you? Okay. So he's stuck. He's stuck in the trade dead zone where he's in the the dead zone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh I mean, his, his upside is just so it's, it's the ceiling is so low, isn't it? It Versus what you thought you were getting. I think that's
2: the problem. You know what, what you bought, you know, you bought the hype, right? You bought the chiefs hype realistically the chiefs don't run the ball okay the, the quarterback runs the show there and they're not they're not looking to run the ball and the quarterback likes to throw it downfield because he's got stuff to throw downfield to um, I, i'm out on him
1: okay I, that's- I, I, I i don't think he's nearly as talented as we thought he was yeah, I mean, he, we talked about, again, that he kind of jumped ADP. He was the consensus RB4. No one had him higher than three. I'm sure most people had him at four or five when he came out. Yeah. And, you know, he went up to the RB1 just because of landing spot, which sometimes, you know, that's a reasonable process. But it, it just it didn't seem right, especially, you know, and, and Even it's been.
2: If he stayed healthy, okay, and they, they made him, you are the bell cow, you're out there every play. He's still not going to be able to support RB1 numbers in that offense. It, it, it's not available. Okay. It's, it's not available. And, and Reed, listen, I, I, I've seen Reed, you know, for years.
1: And Talking about Andy and, Reed, the coach of the Chiefs, right? Yeah. yeah. The,
2: the, butcher of the, the butcher of clock management himself, cost himself. By the way, did you see what I posted on Twitter yesterday? Which tweet? Andy Reid, I believe I posted yesterday, is three and six in championship games. Yeah. Four of them heavy favorites at home, he's lost. Yep. No. Because I was at a couple of those games personally, but he, he he's not he's just not a good sideline coach at, at all. That that first half, end of the first half cost him that game yesterday, but that we'll move on from him. Yeah, but no doubt about it. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think any running back can be supported there. That is a plug and play.
1: You're looking at Jarek McKinnon back from the dead. Yeah, Jarek, but no one ever questioned his skills. It was his durability, you know? So he's going to be an interesting by low candidate because right now his value is elevated. But if somebody has them on his, on their roster, and I mean, it, you offered to be a second round pick for jerk McKinnon, not knowing if he's going to be signed back then I'm going to give him to you. So if you, if you believe the jerk McKinnon is part of the 2022 yeah. game plan, he's not a, he's an interesting by low.
2: He is. And, and then Reed's main guy out there is Williams, Darrell Williams. I mean, loves him. Okay. If he wasn't hurt, he'd be getting all the carries right now, but even all the carries, isn't enough carries out there. It, it, it's not enough out there. and, my last thing on Alara, when he came out of college, okay, I looked at him.
1: you my talking at, about Clyde Abichola right now, right? right?
2: I looked at him because from watching everything at LSU, watching all the games, blah, blah. I thought he was a great receiving back, great. And I thought, you know, in, in the NFL, he's, he's going to catch six, seven pa- passes every game, you know, rush for 50, 60 yards. Mahomes, the problem is Mahomes looks down, he's downfield, man. You saw a, it's a struggle for him to throw a ten yard pass. Mentally, it's hard for him to do. You know when you got Hill zipping around and all those guys, so the, the running backs just not
1: ever going to be big in Kansas City during this which, offense. Which, by the way, is counter to the narrative why everyone drafted Hilaire. You want the the running back in Kansas City, so that's that's interesting. Because when McCoy was there, I, was McCoy a big uh, pass catcher? No, he was back? never a thing. He was never. Yeah. No, right.
2: he, he was never.
1: Moving on. My next, we're going to do one more each, and then we're going to talk yeah. a little bit about right. Dynasty Depot, the eBay of Dynasty fantasy football. We are. All right. I, I still like Aaron Jones' buy low, and I have him in the in the Rotowire rankings. I have him below A.J. Dillon for Dynasty. And again, non-sexy, uh, still, but I still think he's a good player. And this buy low, I saw your head shake like, eh, it's like, almost like you ate a flavor of ice cream that wasn't your no. favorite. No, no. Okay, because no. I think the market is going to be down on him. They're going to look yeah. around, and they're going to see A.J. Dillon above him in a lot of, dy- in a lot of sharp dynasty rankings. Yeah. They're going to have this uncertainty if Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the team, and that's why I think there's a buy-low window because if Aaron Rodgers signs back with the Green Bay Packers for one more go-around, his value goes up, and it's going to be more difficult to get him on the roster. So this is the time because even – Even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't sign back with the Packers and he's traded to Denver or wherever he goes, Aaron uh, Aaron Jones is going to be a featured piece of the offense, even if it's Jordan Love. And he's still a productive guy, 27 years old. That's still in the peak of his late peak of his powers. And I think that you can make offers that are, you know, to, even contenders that want to get him off your roster. So if you have pick a rookie pick somewhere in the middle of the draft, and you think you can make the playoffs and make a run, I don't mind giving up pick one eight, one nine, one ten for Aaron Jones. But since this is a buy low, you might be able to get him. Uh, I would trade Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for him. We just talked about him right now, right? I mean, if someone yeah. wants youth and they want to trade him in, I'm in on Aaron Jones as, as a good productive player over the next two years. Uh, your thoughts on that and then... Your, I want to hear your last by low player. I love him. Oh, good. Good. I thought we were going to not so be simpatico here. We are. Not only do I love him, he is so
2: good. Do
1: okay. you agree he's undervalued, though, by the market?
2: Undervalued because he's only on the field probably 60 percent 60% of the plays. Okay. As a receiver, and this guy can go into the twilight of his career to 30, 31 years old as being – the top receiving back for somebody. He he's great. Okay. He he is he's a game changer. He's great. He doesn't have a ton of wear and tear on him. Okay. Jamal Williams, another guy who I like. Not, not for this show, but just a good football player. 40% of the carries when Jones is there. Dylan, 40%. He's not a bell cow there. He's never has been. Yet he still produces top five RB numbers doing that because the man is dynamic out of the backfield. Okay, so I love him. Um, you talk about him or Elliott, we can't even have that conversation as far so as. So who I'm would
1: concerned. you who would you rather have? Because uh, Aaron Jones. Oh, I had that Jordan. choice on the clock recently, and I chose Elliott, but it was only because there was a year yeah. difference in the insulation. But all right. No, I, I
2: He's a great player, and and if you can pick him, especially if you're a contender, I don't care if Jordan loves a quarterback because he I can don't either. dump the ball off. Anybody can dump the ball off. He, he is a dynamic player with not as much wear and tear as 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 people think because of his age. And I think Dylan's a really good player also, but I don't care.
1: Um, I love him. Fair enough. All right, so I want to make sure we get to talk about Dynasty Depot yeah. in a meaningful way. So, yeah. do you have any other? And I also want to talk about our fantasy football cliches, which we're gonna to have to. We're gonna have I'll give to give you one through. more
2: quick one. Yeah,
1: is, you're talking is, about a is, buy low. Your last buy low running back, the Bye low to right off. now. I, I I
2: don't believe I'm gonna say this, but I think I'm a believer. I think Devin Singletary is a yeah. really good buy low coming coming in the season. That, that he he figured it out a little bit.
1: Yeah, but again, I yes, I love him, but I think he's going to be a fourth round redraft pick next year and he might be by low in a sense where his dynasty managers might say, "Hey, they've never really committed to Devin Singletary." So it's a sharp play and some some people are going to go for it, but I think that it, Another week from now, forget about it. I'm sorry. Another month from now, forget about it. Devin Singletary is going to be the starting running back in week one. I don't know how long it'll last. Where did he go so in the, your super flex draft? Very late. Very late. I got him in like the ninth round of the super flex. So that's about, that's about the sixth round of a real, but that ADP is on the rise. So buy low for now. By the time I publish this podcast this afternoon, he might not be. Correct. <laughs> so, okay. I'll, I'll buy into that. But I guess my pushback on that is that I'm, I'm trying to buy high on him. Ah. You know, I I am in because by I, high I'd be
2: I'd be careful there. <laughs> it's a little bit of a fine line where where I'm taking him.
1: I'm t I'm giving up my you know, basically any rookie pick after the first four for him. I'll give up rookie one six for him. No problem if I need a running back.
2: I'll sell him to you for one six.
1: Right. Oh was that well then you know it's it, but right. you're just saying I but the run point run. the point is is that might be his value, but you don't have to pay that. You probably the
2: problem is the problem is we saw Five, first of all, surprisingly, the guy rushed for nine hundred and seventy-seven yards. Okay, I, I would have never guessed that. Okay, and,
1: that and but it's that weeks. last, it's that it's that last month of the season, Nelson. That last five I, weeks. I, I from- get
2: it. So that I think what you just said is, is the golden ticket. There,
1: we saw it for a month.
2: Okay, is that going to carry over next year? Is are they going to draft somebody by accident because somebody falls to them? I'd be careful of him right now, but it's it's somebody that's been sitting as your RB five for the last two years on your roster. It's kind of nice to own him right now.
1: All right, let's talk uh, a few. This is like a little bit of a fun segment, and that was great, by the way. I love those by uh, those buy low running backs because yeah, it's it's so there. hard to get running backs, and if you target any of those guys, I think that you can get them. Uh, they're they're at least gettable, which makes them buy low. All right, Let's talk about fantasy football cliches. Let's do like one or two of these each. Things that you hear everyone say on social media about fantasy football that it just blows your mind. Like we'll examine these cliches, that they just they just stick in your craw, man. what's your first fantasy football cliche that we could tear apart?
2: Well, I don't know if it's a cliche, but it's a term. Yeah, that that's I what I'm hate. saying. I hate it. <laughs> Handcuff. Hate it. Well, why do you hate that? I mean, that's hate it. because there's about two. In in the dictionary of handcuff, there's about two of them. Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison. There's no other handcuffs out there. Okay? There's there's no such thing. Who's Josh Jacobs' handcuff? You're picking Devontae Booker, Barkley's handcuff. He's not a handcuff. Okay? A handcuff is somebody that can come in and almost replicate the exact numbers that the guy had. Okay? There's very (laughs) few of them. Oh, I handcuffed him with Justin Jackson. Okay? It's not a handcuff.
1: Okay? Right. A handcuff would imply a one-to-one. Like it's this one-to-one. player we know is going to get the workload of the starter, even if it's 80% of the production.
2: Correct. And, and, and exactly what you said, going to get the workload of the guy that he came in. Okay. There's a lot of handcuffs. Even when Justin Jackson came in, when Eckler got banged up. Okay. Kelly's getting a bunch of carries. He didn't get the, the Eckler workload. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pollard would get the Elliott workload. Okay. Dylan would get the Jones workload. Madison, we see, gets the cook. But people throw that term around handcuff. It, 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 it's crap. I don't, do I don't you, like
1: it. I, I love that one. That makes me like laugh. Do you, do you do you think uh, Khalil Herbert is a, a handcuff to David Montgomery this year? Is he a one-to-one? Could we bank on him? to Khalil get? Khalil the- Herbert is
2: a handcuff.
1: All right. So would you now, in Dynasty Startups, does he belong in that Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison range? Maybe
2: around or two later, but yes. Okay. Yes. That's- you know why he's a handcuff? Because when Montgomery was out, he got 25 carries in games. That's a handcuff. And produced close to Montgomery numbers. That's a handcuff. Yeah. Too many right. people out there. Joe Mixon's handcuff. Samaj Piotr. No, he's not the handcuff. Right. It's right. not a
1: handcuff. He's because you're bat- not going to. You're not, starting, right. you're not going to be proactively starting. Right. He's not going to proactively start Majo. Correct. Whereas if Dalvin Cook, if you have a chance to start Madison Pollard, you're proactively starting those guys. They're going to be ranked in the top 12 for that given week. Correct.
2: That, right. That's a handcuff to me. Okay. Okay. There's 32 teams out there. There's about five handcuffs.
1: Fair enough. And you know what? That's, that's probably a good, a good dynasty topic that we should do is um, buy low handcuffs. I think we should do that one time. We'll have you back to, to talk that, that the, through.
2: The last thing I'm going to say on that. There is no such thing as a wide receiver handcuff. Okay. <laughs> and you hear that sometimes. Oh, I got KJ, I got, I got him cuffed with, with Jefferson. No, you, you don't. Okay. Jefferson's Jefferson. It's, he, you're right. never going to get the target. Again, the handcuff is, is the guy going to get the workload? Yes.
1: You just hit hit the nail on the head here. It's not the the guy who comes in and gets the snaps. It's the one who you could project for a similar workload. That's it. That's what a handcuff is. I think we just uncovered that and uh, solved that issue. Handcuff means similar workload. And then hopefully the production follows. A wide receiver is Uh, not going
2: to... Honestly, in my mind, is... The handcuff coming in. If Cook's an RB1, is Madison coming in as an RB1? The answer is yes. Okay? If Zeke goes down, Pollard is going to get RB1. He's going to replace Zeke. It's not the guy that uh, he's a handcuff and I'm playing him in a flex. That's not a handcuff. That's a backup getting some opportunities and getting some carries this week. Justin Jackson, not the handcuff.
1: All right. I'm going to give I've got time for one cliche for me, and then I'm going to talk about what you do with Dynasty Depot because I think yes, it's sir. really important for Dynasty players to hear. Uh, my, I mean, you, we've heard this one a million times, but best shape of his life, okay? So this offseason, beware of best shape in, of his life tweets because that. And it's in, it's related to dynasty because it boosts dynasty value. If we start hearing that a player that has been let's call it disappointing for fantasy football is in the best shape of his life, I think a lot of fantasy football players are smarter enough to know now not to fall for that one. But I still fall for it, and I and I know it's coming. So I'm trying to think of a player that that has been relatively disappointing. Okay. Let's say this year, uh, we, we know everyone loved Terry McLaurin coming from last year, but he had a down year this year. We, it could be quarterback really. Allen Robinson. Let me use that one instead. But Allen Robinson has rededicated himself to football. He's in the best shape of his life. Michael Thomas. Beware. Don't change your evaluation because of this social media tweet right. by Beat Reporter X. Take the evaluation by situation. Who's the coach? Who's the quarterback? What's their role? Don't fall for these best shape of their life. These guys are elite athletes. They're all in the best shape of their life. You with me but, on this one? Yes.
2: But when somebody says somebody's in the best shape of their life and they're in their fifth year, I'm questioning them. Where the hell were they the other four <laughs> years? They weren't in the best shape of their life. That's a problem. Right, right. That, My best that, shape, yeah, that, totally. But just that's be aware a, of
1: those, that that's a cliche that doesn't mean anything. It's situation, coaching, quarterback, all that kind of stuff. All right, let's talk about uh, Dynasty Depot. Uh, for those for those of you who are not familiar with Dynasty Depot, and that's why Nelson's here. He's not here for his health. He loves talking to me. I love talking to him. But oh. he's here because he has an important product that I think is going to be useful to you. And that is the ability to buy and sell dynasty teams on the FFPC platform. For those of you who aren't familiar with FFPC, it's a high stakes fantasy platform. So Nelson, let's start. Just give me the elevator pitch. If somebody said to you, Hey, you got 45 seconds to tell me what you do and what dynasty Depot is. What's the pitch?
2: Dynasty Depot is the eBay for fantasy football teams. It was created to give you something to do in the off season. Currently, there are over 500 teams for sale on my site. We DynastyDepot.com, by the way, right? DynastyDepot.com. We have sold 600 fantasy football teams, have traded owners in the first three weeks that we've opened. Okay? It's an auction site. There's a reserve. It's run like eBay, a reserve. A buy it now. The coolest thing about Dynasty Depot is, and I got a call from a customer the other day. He bought a $77 team for 20 bucks. Okay. He made two trades. He sold that team. He bought for 20 bucks for $150, making two key trades, sold it. Now he's moving up into a $250 league. It was, it was a cool conversation. It's a, it's a way to step
1: up. Hey, I mean, that's what dynasty Depot is. That example is what $500
2: team this, this weekend. I saw one sell for $29, and I saw a $500 team sell for $5,000 this week. Okay. Wow. So people are getting seven, eight, nine, 10X on, on some of these teams that are just these crazy teams. It's a, listen, it's a way to make money. Are you good at drafting? Well, when the maiden season opened, people draft teams and sell them. For profit, it's a it's a stock market for fantasy football.
1: Let me stop you there. So I can go on uh, to FFPC. I can sign up for a maiden draft. Just their minimum team. Their minimum buy is seventy seven dollars. I can go buy a seventy seven dollar team. I think I'm good at doing startups. Everyone does. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then I draft this amazing. And let's say it's not even like my guys, but I know what the market values is this youth. So I go in there and I have this amazing youth draft. Right. You're saying I could put that team up on Dynasty Depot and. Within a, a couple days, a month, a week, if it's appealing to someone, they might pay me a hundred and twenty-five dollars, hundred and fifty dollars for that same team because it's already set. It
2: people day trade teams all day on my site when the drafting starts. Right now, it's it's people's teams. So yeah, like we talked about, how many teams I have? Eighty-three teams. Well, how how do you deal with it? Well, I'm constantly buying and selling teams, upgrading. Buying P teams at value. Nobody knows what goes on behind the computers. Nobody knows anybody. Hey, I want to get out of these leagues. I got some financial issues. Let me just move out of it. Hey, time
1: issues. Yeah.
2: Time issues. Oh, I'm doing great right now. Let me get into a $1,250 league, see if I could find one for $500. It's on dynastydebook.com. It's everything you right. want.
1: So question, I, I love this and I love the yeah. concept of it. And yeah. it's, it's, it's fun. You know, it and is. We're, uh, the other thing is, so there's a small cover charge to get into dynasty Depot. There's three levels of membership. Just briefly talk about what the three levels are and why, and what the appeal of each level is. And also I, I, for our listeners today, you're going to give them a promo code with a discount.
2: Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to not confuse anybody. Okay. okay? So. Our rookie level gives you buy sell, but let, let me tell you, with any membership you get, we have our leaderboard.
1: How much is How much is the rookie membership cost?
2: For you, Alan, today twenty bucks.
1: Okay, so that's what the discount. Co- discount, Alan.
2: Code. Yeah, discount code Alan
1: twenty. A l a n twenty. You you've made,
2: you're so big now. You got your own promo code. <laughs> it, it's amazing, Alan twenty. I'll repeat it again. Allen twenty. Click A-L-A-N-E. on rookie. Go to dynastydepot.com. Click on rookie membership. Allen twenty. Now, quick story. Every membership, every team you buy on Dynasty Depot hits our leaderboard. We we add up your points from the team you bought this year, and we gave away ten thousand dollars in prizes. We gave away four FFPC main event seats. A guy bought a seventy-seven dollar team. He won a main event seat, paid $77 for his team, won his league, won a main event seat. He's going to Vegas. We're sending him to Vegas. So every team you buy, there's other perks. You have to go to DynastyDeepot.com, look up leaderboards. Just go onto the site. You can see all the teams. Don't, don't buy anything. That was anything. my
1: question. That was don't my question. Can someone- go to
2: DynastyDeepot.com, click on list of teams. All of a sudden, 500 teams are going to load with filters. Filters, if you want to filter it by multiple first round draft picks, by Superflex, best ball, filter it, look at it. If you like it, go to memberships, pick rookie membership, go Allen 20, all one word, Allen 20 with the number 20. 20 bucks, you're good for a year. You're all the way through next year. DynastyDepot.com.
1: I'm going to need my membership re up, Nelson. And, you know, you got you have to, I want to get in there this year a little bit. So, I know you. Yep. (laughs) I know a guy. All right, man. Uh, As usual, you did it again you you uh you came with the fire. I love talking to you. And yes. just you you're going to be back as a regular guest. I'd love to have you back in a few, you know, once the definitely before the once you get into your rookie study a little bit. Yes. I just started a month ago. Rotowire just did a rookie mock draft. I mean, it's already it's in the publishers sorry, it's in the editors' hand. We're going to be putting it out. You're going to be shocked to see. So, myself and 11 other Rotowire uh, 10 other Rotowire writers and Shane from the Flex network, we did a rookie mock Superflex and you're going to get your first look at our pre draft rookie dynasty mock draft. I had the one one pick. I did not take a quarterback. I looked at the quarterbacks, and again, it might, might change if, if someone takes a quarterback in the top five. Did you take it one one. I took Brees Hall. I took Brees Hall, who profiles as a three down runner. I had Cody Carpentier from Player Profiler on this podcast last week. He likes Brees Hall too. Uh, so, like like as it. a, yeah, I mean, he's going to be the consensus one one. Me or at least the first running back. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into all that. All yeah. right, man. I'm with Nels V. You can find him at the Dynasty Depot on Twitter. Go to dynastydepot.com. I'm at Alan Cislowski. And we'll be back next week with another Dynasty fantasy football podcast. The when the sun goes the down on my side of-